Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Pleasure Path. And today we're talking about how to manifest your vision of love. So a lot of people have the misconception about manifesting, that it's about just really being clear on your vision and it being kind of like a checklist. You know, I just want to make this much money a month, or I want to meet a partner who's this tall with this color hair and this size of bank account. And there's nothing wrong with those desires. I mean, desires are beautiful and I love specificity, but the problem is when we become when we become so fixated on that and it becomes a mental exercise instead of something that's deeply connected and embodied. So if you've ever, you know, written out a list of everything you've wanted, but then felt disappointed, like you weren't getting it, or if you've ever gotten obsessed with like affirmations or certain spiritual practices to the point where they've become almost rigid and there's a expectation that they deliver something then you might have a sense of what I'm talking about. When we're manifesting our vision of love, we have to be in our heart. We have to be in our bodies. Like those are the places where love really connects. Of course, you know, sapiosexual and all of these things with intellectual chemistry. I love that too. But just through the mind alone is not enough. And here's why is because most of us have a hard time discerning between what is a projection of our ego And what is the higher mind or the higher self or the deeper spiritual insight and spiritual vision that wants to come through? So your egoic mind might say, I need my partner to make this much money and to be this tall and to, you know, have this body type and have these very exterior criteria. And then your spiritual self might actually be focused more on values, someone who's emotionally available, someone who's kind someone who has high integrity, someone who wants the same lifestyle as you, wants to start a family or doesn't want to start a family. So we can get clouded, like our deeper knowing and our deeper desire can get clouded by the superficial. And, you know, part of it is because we live in a very visual world where we swipe really quickly through apps, where breakups are common. And so we get this false notion that we can just trade up or like, you know, um, the grass is greener. and Part of it is because of the pace of life. You know, we've been used to getting things really quickly with delivery services of food and all these other things. Um, So we have to slow down our pacing, not because I want you to wait for love, but we have to slow down enough to really be connected to our body, our heart, and then this higher mind, this higher vision. And when I say connected to your body and connected to your heart, I'm going to give you some examples of that. But I want you to imagine feeling really lit up and excited by your vision and feeling deeply relaxed and trusting and receiving and also feeling empowered. So if we can feel lit up by what we want, if we can feel relaxed in the process, and if we can feel empowered to course correct or navigate this journey of finding love, then we're really set up well to have success in our love life. Because let's face it, you know, dating is not easy. If it were easy, everyone would be in a relationship. 
the reason I do what I do is because dating is hard because we all have patterns from our childhood or from our earlier relationships or just kind of our nervous system and how we're wired that can make it difficult to receive love, to amplify love, to feel good about ourselves and receiving love. And then also just the nitty gritty mechanics of using the apps and how to go to meet up and other events where you might meet someone and then how to feel good at those places and feel connected to your authentic expression so that the right person can find you. So vision I want you to think about is not just what we can see, even though of course, like vision is in our eyes and you could measure someone's vision, the spiritual vision, the deeper vision that I'm talking about is what we feel. So you might consider how do I want to feel in relationship? Maybe it's supported or taken care of or cherished. Maybe it's something else, but feel into how you want to feel in relationship. And then notice how you feel when you have those feelings, right? Like, let's say you want to feel cherished and taken care of. What's the after effect or the afterglow of feeling cherished and taken care of? Maybe it's that you feel soft. Maybe it's that you stop worrying. Maybe it's that you feel valued and validated. So we have these kind of like second order feelings that if you start with the list of, I want someone to make this amount of money, for example, and then you feel like figure out that it's less really about the specific amount of money and it's more about feeling taken care of. And then if you consider, well, what about taking care of is really important to me? Well, because then I can feel just relaxed. Well, you can speed up creating your vision by focusing on the deeper truth, which is feeling relaxed. So feeling relaxed while holding your vision is going to make your desire come quicker because the universe responds to feeling states and feeling states are embodied and mental, right? Like I always think of feeling states as they live in the body. We feel the sensations of love or joy or pain or anger in the body, but they can also be tinkered with in the mind. You know, you can think a thought that pisses you off or you can have anger and think a thought that calms you down. So feelings kind of live between the body and the mind, and they're the perfect currency for manifesting. And when we get to the deepest, corest feeling that we desire behind each thing on our list, then we're really able to play with and create because then we take control and power back over the process. I'm just going to keep using this example of, you know, like someone needing to make a certain amount of money. That's very specific for if you were dating and then choosing whether or not you wanted to connect with someone on the apps or go on an actual date based on, you know, what you thought their income was. It's also a little hard to ask someone about that, like on a first date. So it's not maybe the best criteria, but I do honor if that is your truth that you want to feel taken care of. So our vision is really not just about what we see. It's about what we feel. It's about these deeper truths. And then it's also recognizing that you can have the specific things that you want if you are not attached to the way that that deeper feeling gets delivered to you. So for instance, instead of feeling anxious while you're on the apps, like, oh, this person looks cool, but I don't know how much money they make. I don't know how stable they are. Like, that doesn't feel good to me. Now, if someone seems like they're totally like running amok and, you know, not grounded at all. I'm not saying you should be with someone or date someone like that. But if it's something about this mental hangup, right? This mental hangup of how much does this person make? You're going to have a lot of anxiety then about trying to suss that out. 
Versus if you're like, I just want to feel relaxed. I also want to feel taken care of. I also want to be with someone financially successful, but what can I control right now? I can control being relaxed. I guarantee that if you show up on the apps feeling relaxed, it's going to be so much more fun and faster to meet your person than if you show up anxious or stressed or kind of like grilling the person on the messages to see, you know, how much money they make. And from the receiving end, like if someone is connecting with you, they can tell when you have an agenda. You know, I come up with really clever ways with my clients to communicate on the apps where they really get to know someone's values and their communication style and if they're going to get the things they need and want in the relationship. But it's different than having an agenda based on a checklist and kind of interviewing someone, you know, with that in mind. So we've talked about the feelings that you want to have and getting to the deeper root of those feelings. And then we've also talked about the connection between our body to our feelings and our mind to our feelings. And I just want to clarify that with our body, it's really about um, the physical sensations and also about our five senses. So many people that I talk to when they reach out to me and are like, I need help. You know, can we please talk and see if you can help me? When they tell me about previous dating experiences or even at the beginning when they met their previous partner, there's always like a little subtle clue like, oh, this thing didn't feel good in my body or I was nervous about this or this was a red flag that I blew past. And when I'm working with someone to create their dating profile, I always ask them specifically, what red flags have you blown past in the in the past? Because that's something we really want to pay attention to where there's there's kind of like a circuit or a link missing in the body. So maybe someone did something that felt disrespectful to you or dishonored you, but you didn't pay attention to that signal in the body. And so you stayed with someone who didn't value you or your time. What that might look like is maybe there's a signal in your body of like heat or charge or fight or flight response. And if you don't know how to pay attention to that, then there'll be this missing link of anger and you won't be able to set boundaries and you won't be able to be with someone who really honors you. So I love working with women to figure out what are these somatic cues? What are these sensations in the body that maybe you're not paying attention to? And how can we rewire those and get those online so that you're really discerning and using your intuition and your body's cues when you're dating? And that can, again, help you to suss out values-wise, is this the right person for me? So you're not just evaluating things from your head. You're using that higher wisdom which is connected to your head, your heart, and your body. For the five senses, think about, you know, your vision of love. And if you think about a list, other than what that person looks like, there's not a lot of texture or juiciness or depth to just a list of, of you know, what someone can offer you. But if you think about, okay, I'm with my beloved, we're somewhere amazing, you know, maybe for you that's sitting in front of the fire late at night, Maybe that's at a party or on an airplane or, you know, holding hands with your children. Like if you think about a vision, like an actual moment with your beloved, there's so much more aliveness there, right? Like you can start to build in for that scene, the sight, the sound, the taste, like the touch, and it just brings everything to life. Part of manifesting anything, but especially our vision of love is to live in our five senses, is to be in our body and to be able to hold that vision, to be able to hold those five senses activations or stimulations 
as you're going about your day to day. So let's say you want to meet someone in person and you go to events, but you start feeling nervous. Like, how do I talk to someone? How do I know if they're single? How do I get them to ask for my number? How do we exchange information? Like you're probably going to walk into an event. Yes. Looking to meet someone, but either evaluating people just on these physical criteria that are on your list or judging yourself, you know, beating yourself up or getting really in your head about how, how to meet someone in real life. Now, there's a lot of ways that I help my clients prepare to meet someone in real life, and I won't go into that now, but it's important to recognize that when you're connected to your vision of love in a five senses way, when it's not about a checklist, but it's about bringing your list to life by creating these moments in your mind, these five senses moments and building on those and lingering in those, then you're walking into a room having already felt on a deep nervous system embodied level many times, if you go into this vision many times, like what it already feels like to be with someone who you like and who lights you up and who offers what it is that you want. So instead of, again, going into a room analyzing or worrying about yourself and how to do it, you're going in feeling connected to like, oh, this wine tastes great, or the lighting in here is soft and inviting, or, oh, my panties feel so good underneath my dress. Or "Mm, I can smell a little bit of my perfume still. And it reminds me of my vision where I'm in bed with my partner and I can smell his cologne. And you're creating this world for yourself. I really believe that there's multiple realities and we can create the world that we want and create the world, not just for ourselves, but for the collective, that there can be multiple realities where we have communities and we're all sharing a vision and sharing values. And I won't get into all of that right now, but My point is that if you realize that you can create the world that you want, if you can empower yourself to really believe in and embody your vision of love, then when you walk into a room, you're already stepping into that reality. You're stepping into the reality where you are with a partner. You're stepping into the reality where you are sharing these magic moments with someone that you love. And your senses are heightened to take that information in. You've probably heard this statistic, and I don't know where it came from, but I've heard people say, You know, as humans, we only take in like 10% of the information that's available to us. There's so much we don't see or hear or notice because we're in our heads or on our devices, or we just haven't expanded our consciousness enough to be able to take in different frequencies and different spectrums of color and subtle things like micro expressions of emotion on someone's face. So just consider that as you connect to your five senses and to your vision in an embodied and feeling based way, It's almost like you're taking that 10% awareness and growing it to 20, 30, 40% by being so much more present and so much more in your body and almost paving the way for what you want by paying attention to what already feels good. You know, that's another like hack of manifesting is to appreciate what you want. You know, don't focus on the negative, but focus on what you like, what's working, the positive things, how it's already close to your vision. And I'll I'll give an example related to meeting someone in person. Let's say you're going to a meetup event. You're hoping you might meet someone cool there. It's an event about, you know, overlapping interests. Maybe it's psychedelic integration or business startups or a wine tasting. And as you go into the event, you're feeling in your body already the way that you want to feel in relationship. Let's say it's relaxed and cherished. You're connecting to the five senses stimulation of your vision and those magic moments with your partner. 
And you go in there and you see a lot of cool people. You have some conversations. You feel confident and open because you've been working on how to meet someone in real life in a way that feels authentic. And at the end of the night, it turns out, you know, you didn't meet anyone that you really felt like you wanted to connect deeper with. It would be easy to go into a story of, I'm never going to meet someone. And wow, that was a lot of time. And like, when is this going to be different? But those things will obviously take you away from your vision because you're focusing on what's not working instead of focusing on what is working. So a reframe of that scenario would be to say to yourself, I met some really great people. Yeah, no one felt like a partner or material, but I really appreciated the conversation I had with this person. I learned something new or they told me about a restaurant opening that I'm going to check out and maybe I'll meet someone there. Or I discovered a new favorite wine or I learned something that I can apply to my business or to my spiritual life. And when we focus on what we're receiving that we like, then we receive more of that from the universe. Even if your intention was to feel relaxed and cherished and love, and you went to an event where you didn't meet anyone, but you felt relaxed, you know, maybe from the wine or from the embodiment practices that, that you had learned, or if you felt cherished because the server gave you a little extra pour, again, it's not your partner, but it's an example of feeling relaxed and feeling cherished. And you can start to build on that. So instead of just taking like one or two data points or looking at our past history of dating and love and looking at the negative things, we're building a new foundation of positive data points, positive experiences that are aligned with the ways we want to feel and the ways that our five senses are feeling lit up and activated. Now, all of us have like a blind spot. You know, some of us have already done a lot of work and we feel deeply connected to our mind, our heart and our body. But I know for me, I'm still working on that, maybe not as much in love anymore, but in other areas of my life, like parenting. And most of us tend to kind of fall into one spot as our default, like getting so lost in our heart that we like feel sorrowful and forlorn. And, you know, we're not sure if we can keep doing things and we just feel, you know, like our heart is breaking and there's no problem with that, but we probably need to balance out all of that heart energy with getting in our body, doing some yoni egg or embodiment practices like those I teach my clients or getting our head and being like, yeah, this is really hard, but we're learning, we're growing. It's going to get better. Let's, let's make a positive kind of tally of all the things that we've experienced that we've received over this past week. Or maybe if you get lost in your mind and your mind goes into really dark places and gets really negative, then you might need to bring in more heart and say, Hey, I know that there's all these stories. They're probably not even yours. Maybe they're from your mom or someone else whose voice you're hearing in your head. Like, let's open our heart. How can we be love more? How can we express love more? How can we, let's go buy ourselves flowers and also buy flowers for our best friend at the same time. You know, let's like go out and be in the sunlight and receive the rays of the sun and allow ourselves to feel lit up. Let's connect to our vision of love and how we want to feel and make a list of those positive feelings. And then identify a way or two for each positive feeling that we can generate that, you know, feeling relaxed, taking a bath or feeling cherished, you know, putting on nice perfume or anointing ourselves with an oil. Like those are just little examples again, of how we can balance our mind, our heart and our body so that we're much more likely to manifest our vision a lot faster. So if you feel like you're not super integrated with your head, your heart, your body, if you fall into patterns of negativity Or if you feel like you've been working to manifest love, but it's just not happening and you're not sure why, then I would love to connect. 
you know, one of my specialties is helping women connect their head, their heart, and their body, and to find love faster and to be more um, empowered and have more fun in the process and to catch themselves before they fall into these patterns so that they can feel masterful when it comes to creating a healthy love life. I also work with men, sometimes one-on-one, and oftentimes in my Radiant Love co-ed program, which is for men and women. And one of the cool things about this is it's a safe space to express your vision all out, like without it having to be a checklist. So in contrast, like getting a glass of wine with a friend and bitching about the apps and saying, well, can't I just find a man who you know, makes enough money? Or can't I just find someone who you know, looks this certain way or like we're kind of usually in the negative when we're complaining about the apps to a friend. And so it's vulnerable. It's not societally accepted to say to your friend instead, you know what? I don't even want to talk about the apps. I want to share my vision of love. I want to share this magic moment I created in my mind the other day about me and my partner. I'm relishing that. I'm bringing that into my week this week as I go out or as I swipe. And you know, what's your vision of love and how do you want to feel? So We need to change the conversation when it comes to love life instead of bitching and moaning and complaining into supporting and envisioning together. And one of my favorite things about Radiant Love is in our very first call, we all share our vision of love, our feelings about that vision of love, the deeper feelings, and then time for these magic moments for us to marinate in them with guided imagery from me, and then to bring those to the group as well. Because even though it's very vulnerable, one of the most powerful ways to manifest your vision of love is to speak it out loud in detail from an embodied five senses and feeling state and have other people reflect it back to you. Say, wow, I really felt this part of your vision or I totally saw that happening for you or yeah, that's amazing. How can I support you? I'm going to put you on my prayer list or I'm going to do a little spell for you. So we're not meant to manifest our vision of love by ourselves inherently, right? Like love is about, it doesn't have to be people. It could be love for the universe or love for a plant or love for a dog or something, but inherently love is about connection between two different things, two different energies. So sharing our vision in a group is already bringing that connection, bringing that connection between us and our vision with what we want being held by other people and witnessed in that. And what I've seen is that in my one-on-one work, people have amazing results. But in a group work, it's slightly different because the group does part of the healing. The group does part of the holding and the witnessing. And there's there's a magic to the collective. So I would love to chat with you about one-on-one work or Radiant Love or one of my other programs. And you can reach me at violet at violetlang.com. And we'll see if there's a time we can talk and if it's a good fit. And my greatest wish as you're wrapping up this episode is to really give yourself permission to slow down. And to find those deeper, deeper, deeper feelings, you know, take your list and then find the deeper, deeper, deeper feelings and start to intentionally cultivate those in your life. That will shift everything. So may we all have our ever expanding visions of love and may we feel them in our bodies and in our hearts. I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk 